Welcome to JNR Basketball. We're back again with a special overtime edition. We're looking at the Western Conference Finals Game Two. Golden State Dallas just ended. Golden State comes back and wins after being down big. They win one twenty six to one seventeen. Finally, a game in the conference finals that wasn't a blowout. Although it sure started out that way. Ronnie, what were your impressions on this game? Yeah, what a good game, right? I mean, I first Mavericks were all over. I thought they were looking great, and then. Warriors came back and they took it surprisingly. I mean, that, that's, I, I love it because, you know, it was against Luca too, of course. So yeah, what a good game to watch. Yeah. I, I was under the impression that it was going to be a blowout. We'd seen kind of back and forth blowouts across mm-hmm. this playoffs, but the way that they came back was huge. Let's talk about the first quarter first, I guess. Uh, first quarter, Brunson absolutely dialed in, hitting everything. Luca as well. You know, Wiggins was covering him once again. They, they stuck stuck with that, and it was a little less effective than it was in the first game. I still feel like he was doing a good job. There was a lot of switches that Golden State just wasn't really communicating very well. So I think Wiggins will kind of get the the credit for, or, or I guess uh, get the blame for some of those points that Lucas scored. But really, there was just miscommunication on Golden State's part. Are we switching? Are we not switching? And it led to a lot of just really really easy buckets, and that. That kind of started off the game, and, and Golden State was really down early, uh, pretty big. Yeah, it started off in the first quarter. It was 32 Dallas and then uh, 25 Golden State. And uh, But yeah, even so before you- that, I was going to say that they exchanged runs in that first quarter. So mm-hmm. I think Mavericks had an 8-2 to two early lead. Lots right. of confusion on Golden State defense. Then Dallas goes on a 13-0 run before <laughs> yeah. Wiggins finally scores a basket. And then they turn around. And go on a thirteen. Golden State turns around and goes on a thirteen zero run before Dallas mm-hmm. calls a timeout and, and gets it straight. So it was really back and forth runs. Dallas had the first and the third run. Uh, Golden State with the final run. So it, it ended up being like like you mentioned thirty two was thirty two twenty five after the first right. first quarter. Yep. Yeah, man, Lu- Luca was looking good, but uh, except well, he looks great offensively, but man, does he suck defensively? Did you notice that too? Yeah, he's a huge defensive liability. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like Golden State whenever they're with they they'll have the ball and they kind of hunt out Luca. Like whenever whoever's whoever Luca is guarding, you know, they'll give him the ball or they'll switch so to give the right person the ball against Luca and then just drive on him. And and man, that that he, Luca reminds me so much of Harden. It's ridiculous. You remember when Harden didn't play defense either? He's just all offense, yeah. but couldn't guard worth a crap. And it is they they are identical. Yeah, I think Luke is a better shooter than Harden. At least Luca today versus Harden today. I sure. don't remember was 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 prime Harden just as ice cold as as Luca could be. Yeah, uh, well, for I do you mean ice cold like Trey Young ice cold like yeah, ice no, cold yeah, shooter. Yeah, like he's got the shivers and he's hitting shots <laughs> cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he was like that. Yep. Yeah, I, I guess the the word yeah, cold blooded or <laughs> yeah. uh, ice ice in his veins. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly. all the sports. Yeah, that's why I wanted to make. But... Yeah, I wanted to see how you're using it to make sure I was saying it <laughs> yeah. right. But yeah, um, just that's fair. yeah, both of them. Like so, Harden in Houston was just like he had ice cold veins. You know, he would just hit everything, and then or he could drive it and drive it to the rim and get fouled. And then defensively, though, both of them don't do anything. They just kind of like stand there and they'll they'll let their guy drive by them, or you know, they're always waiting for the help. You know, and ah, oh, it's just horrible. So, um, just because of that, like. Think of of how how far Harden has made it in the past with Houston, even. But 
never that far because when you lack defense in the finals, you just you can't get that far. So I kind of feel like that's going to be the same thing with Luca, and maybe that's why Luca has made the playoffs so many times, but not made it as far as maybe people have wanted him to. Well, in Luca's defense, if you look at the talent on that team, it's Luca, and then everybody else is significantly lower talent wise. So he he's kind of going putting a lot on his back. You know, Brunson is had a good series, but mm-hmm. historically he has not been a, a great teammate or I guess another superstar to to, to team up with Luca. Yeah, but I see yeah, where you're going I, I would with agree. that. But... It's, it's tough. It's I, I mean, look at all those years that LeBron James, who at the time was the best basketball player on the planet with Cleveland, he could get him to the finals. He couldn't give him over the hump. You mm-hmm. need you need additional talent on the team. But uh, yeah. Luca's defense it has to improve if he wants to take that next step. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I thought was when Golden State had their 13-0 run in the first quarter was they were really moving the ball fast. And Dallas is one of the slowest teams, if not the slowest team in the NBA. And when right. when Golden State was moving up the floor quickly, Dallas was struggling to keep up with them. And I think that certainly helped with their, with their 13-0 run at that point. Uh, they looked tired. They looked winded. And mm-hmm. Golden State was having pretty good success with that. But they made the adjustments. And, and really locked it down. Second quarter was more of the same. Uh, do you have the, the split there? Yeah. So second quarter, Dallas scored 40 points, and Golden State scored 33. Yeah. That, it, that halftime score, they were on pace to score like 144 points, Dallas was. It was absolutely insane, the, the buckets they were putting down. Right. Yeah. So Dallas had 72 points, and... Golden State had, uh, what is that, 33, 56? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. No, but 57. 72 to 56? Oh. 57. Okay. I might not say 56, but I'll, I trust your math more than my notes? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, 58. <laughs> 58? Yeah. Okay. That, it's it 25 and 33. My they had... Yeah. No, my, my handwriting is poor. Uh, yeah, so they had a pretty big lead. They had a, at points in that quarter, they had an even bigger lead. Uh, they were up by 16, I think was, was the, the max that I had, but it could have been more, mm-hmm. but it was very much Dallas's game going into halftime. You're, yeah. you're thinking, wow, this, this is going to be an ugly, this is going to be another blowout, another boring game. Yeah. They proved and, it uh, against the sun so many times, you know, I mean, they didn't have any close games and every time they had a lead like that, they, they never gave it up. And this was yeah. a big difference here. This is the first time that they did give up that lead and I think this is going to hit them differently you know this is a uh, this could change things I think it's definitely going to change things I think it definitely shows the coaching difference between Steve Kerr and Jason Kidd and you know we've seen it time and time again halftime adjustments win you the game Golden State is down they're getting outplayed in almost every single way and they come out and just have a huge huge third quarter and mm-hmm. chip away chip away chip away at that lead and all of a sudden, we're going into the fourth quarter, and it's 85-83 Dallas. They've cut it down to two, and yeah. it's just, at this point, it's anybody's game now. And I'm so excited to finally see that. Right. I remember watching the first half, too, and they, they mentioned how many threes the Mavs had. I think they had just 10 threes, or was it 14? I think it might have been 14 at, at halftime. They had yeah, a that lot sounds of about threes. right. They tied their franchise record for uh, three points in a in a first half. Yeah, and then Golden State 
just looking at the game stats, they had 14 altogether, which is surprising. So that just kind of shows you that Golden State, they so, something was said where they just said, you got to drive it. We, we need to forget these threes and we need to drive it against these guys. And they got a lot of three-point plays just off of fouls, you know what I mean? That they would get fouled yeah. and make, make a free throw. So yeah, good job Golden yeah, State on making those adjustments. Kevon Looney had the best game of his career, scored 21, 21 points, 12 mm-hmm. rebounds. Just absolutely huge. He, sh- he went 10 for 14. Obviously, he's taken those high-percentage shots, but that's exactly what they did. They went down into the paint. Seth Curry was just driving, and no one seemed to be able to stop him. It was really, really confusing why they didn't <laughs> try to step in front. I think they were so worried about him shooting the three, they were they were willing to give up the lane. I don't know. It was It was yeah. really, really weird. The game got super physical. Uh, Draymond mm-hmm. Green ended up fouling out, but he had five fouls. I think he had four fouls at halftime. He had five fouls yeah. with about six minutes left in the third, and they had, obviously had to pull him at that point. Uh, very physical, very chippy. <clears throat> there was Draymond Green, and I saw a lot of people complaining about this, and I kind of agree. He got a technical early for arguing with the refs, but yeah. he didn't change anything. He continued to argue pretty right. much the entire game, and they just – didn't call a second technical on him. It was really yeah, I was kind of surprised that he didn't call that second one because um, how do you how do you do that as Draymond? I mean, how how do you not learn by now? Like, yeah. why why risk that? You're so important to the team. And then we talked about game one where he went over to Pool and said, "Hey, calm down, don't worry mm-hmm. about it, don't get yourself in trouble." And then right. you know immediately he gets involved and he's such an emotional player. You either love that or you hate that about him, depending mm-hmm. on uh, what side of the the court you're rooting for. But right. yeah, he he was in foul trouble early and often. He had as many fouls as he had points scored, uh, six points, six fouls. Which you know, it's hard to win when one of your stars is is doing that poorly. So it, yeah. it was impressive they they were able to do it, and it really was because of their bench. You know, Jordan Poole, twenty three points. Uh, Otto Junior, I think, had eleven. Ju- Otto Porter Junior, yep. Otto Porter Junior had eleven points. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Who's <laughs> <laughs> he's on Golden State? He, He's a Golden State, yeah. He he's comes in and you know I don't know how many oh, minutes Porter he played Jr. in the first game. Yeah, Porter. I call him Otto Junior. I don't know Got why. It. I think okay. it's probably some kid's toy that, <laughs> like a car that was called Otto Junior. But probably. for whatever reason, when I see him, it's it's Otto Junior. Uh, yeah, yeah, eleven, 11 and points. seven. Yeah, which which is great. You know, he he played really good basketball and Steve Kerr leaving him on the court to get those extra minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the weird double technical? Yes. That happened between, uh, what was it, between Poole? Br- no, it was Brunts, between Damian Lee and Damian Lee and Bert- Bertans. Davis Bertans. Yes. I'm saying that wrong, That's I'm sure. That really tall white dude. Yeah. So what did you think about that? Should it have been a double technical? What what's what was going through your mind when you saw that play? I mean, I was hoping they were going to call anything, but in this league, they, they call it no matter what. It's, it's kind of just to settle the players down and make sure that nothing else happens. I I don't like it because then if one more thing happens, then it's going to be a, a double technical. And I mean, not, not a double technical. It's going to be a, one more technical and a, an ejection. So I just wish they wouldn't have called anything. I wish they just would have said, you know, common foul. But the reason behind it is just to control the players, just to settle them down so they don't get out of control and settle it themselves on the court, you know, with, with something more harsh. Yeah, I think it was definitely a foul on Lee. You know, I don't know what he was thinking trying to step over. Mm-hmm. Uh, a player like that, he, you know, Bertans has every right to stand up, and yeah. I could do a little bit of rip, lip reading. And his his uh, 
his reaction when, you know, Lee fell down, he turned and looked at him and basically said, WTF, like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Why are you, why are you, I'm not giving you a piggyback ride because it's almost what it looked like. Yeah. And it was right in front of the Dallas bench. And, you know, that's a case where players could get themselves into trouble if they step onto the court. You know, we, we've seen that in the past. Mm-hmm. So the, I think you're right. The refs did a good job of calming it down. Cooler heads prevailed. Right. Uh, but it really kind of increased the intensity and the rest of the game, super physical. The refs were letting them play quite a bit. There's certainly some fouls that were like, you know, ticky tacky, but yeah, for the most part, they really let them go at it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, both players have the right to try to get up and go down to the court as soon as possible because, you know, one is trying to score and one is trying to defend that player. So they just got tangled up. So it, it stinks, but whatever. What do you think about the Dallas Mavericks bench being so close to that baseline and not in their seats and, and really kind of standing there? Yeah, the fines aren't doing anything. So what do you do now? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you. I don't like the fact that that one player is wearing like the the white shirt to make it look yeah. like he's he's a Golden State Warrior. So that's. I mean, there's like all of them are wearing blue, and then one guy wears white, so it looks like he's on the team. He's on Golden State's team, and that's not right. And we saw Seth Curry pass him the ball at one point in the uh, second half, thinking that it was Andrew Wiggins or somebody else in the corner. So yeah, it definitely caused some confusion. I don't. I think the next step is you start giving him a technical and yeah. putting points on the scoreboard because they can't sit down. You know, I was trying to figure out is that common? But when you look over at Golden State's bench, I don't think they were ever encroaching uh, as much as they were on the Dallas side. Yeah, no, I've never seen it done the way um, the Mavs are doing it. But I did notice that uh, Golden State does have some warm-ups that were the same color as the Mavs jerseys, so they could do yeah, the I same thing, essentially, but <laughs> let's not start that, guys, please. That's a silly thing to start. Yeah, I, I think the NBA needs to do a little bit more about that, not even from like a, a gamesmanship's perspective, but you know they shoot those fadeaway threes from that corner, they're going to mm-hmm. land on someone's ankle, and, and they're going to hurt themselves, and that's right. not what you want. That's You don't want a player going down because people not playing are, are too close to 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 the court well if i was golden state i'd i would uh do a lot of fadeaway jump shots back there and just land on the on the mavs players you know i mean yeah be careful yeah, my ankles but <laughs> yeah I you gotta just, put somebody somebody i would be i would be jumping into them i'd be i'd be running full speed and doing like a fade shot like out of bounds on purpose just to jump into them you know just to get them to yeah. sit down so a couple of things i wanted to talk about real quick one was you know we third quarter adjustments Steve Kerr certainly wins this. I feel like Jason Kidd, what was he thinking? What was he doing? There's, I'm very confused by how he approached the second half. You know, Luca played 38 minutes. When they went on that huge run in the third quarter, he wasn't playing for a big chunk of that. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was confused to why he didn't put in Luca to try to stop the hemorrhaging to at least, you know, keep up with them shot per shot. But he I missed that not part to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. So maybe because Luca's defense was so bad, that had something to do with it. I feel like at that point you just need offense, though, and, and obviously Luca's going to give you that. But it was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd be interested to see. Maybe he was more more hurt or more you know exhausted than than we were led to believe. They talked about it a little bit before the game. He mm-hmm. didn't sleep at all the first night because yeah, blah blah blah, <laughs> and then he barely slept a little. Uh, who cares? But maybe <laughs> maybe that was impacting his play a little bit. I don't feel bad for for any of those guys. You know, everyone has to go to work sick sometimes, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. You have to go to work when you're sore. Yeah, uh, he obviously scored forty two points. It wasn't impacting him that much. He hit some really really big shots, but it just I just felt like. 
when the game is slowly slipping away from you, you want your best player on the court. I think a hell of 50% Luka is better than what you're going to get from Dwight Powell or right. uh, Reggie, uh, Reggie Bullock actually had a pretty good game. Uh, you know, it just seemed like you'd, you'd want him on the court and mm-hmm. he wasn't. And I feel like that's part of the reason why this lead slipped away from them. Yeah. I mean, you're, I think you're right, but yeah, I, I unfortunately I didn't see it. I just don't understand the reason behind it either too. Like why, what yeah. could be your, is it, how, how do you know what minute mark they took him out in the third quarter? I don't, I, I should have noted okay. it down, but it, it's, he definitely, was it a I don't lot recall earlier? seeing him. Yeah, I mean, they only scored 13 points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he was in and he was just invisible because yeah. Golden State was going on a run. But it, I, I feel like if he was in, he would have been, you know, complaining to the refs about something. Or yeah, uh, I'm not biased at all, guys. I promise. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, there was a lot of chirping back and forth between the refs. Both Luca and Draymond Green were mm-hmm. were in the refs' ear almost nonstop this game. I, I really hate that. It's frustrating to watch as a fan. Yeah. Um. And then they sometimes will get the call the next possession, and it's just like that's a little sus. Isn't that crazy though? They so Dallas went from a forty point second quarter to a thirteen point third quarter. So is that is that uh, Jason Kidd's adjustments or is that Steve Kerr's adjustments? Because that that's amazing. I think it's Steve Kerr's adjustments, and I think Jason Kidd was completely caught off guard and had no idea what to do. There was one point where Golden State was just scoring possession after possession. And I expected a timeout to be called like three different times and he never yeah. called it. He's just like, well, let it roll. We'll let it roll. And, and Golden State kept on rolling and it was, I just, I just don't think he knew what to do. I don't think he wanted to admit that the lead was getting away from them. Didn't want to mm-hmm. cause panic by calling a timeout. Yeah. I don't really know. It was, it was poor decision making on, on, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And Golden State didn't have a huge third quarter either. They had only had 25 points, but then a fourth quarter when, it was it was thirty two for Dallas and then forty three for Golden State forty three points in the fourth quarter. Man, these guys are absolutely unstoppable when it comes to home court and fourth quarters with this team. That's amazing. Yeah, they got it to uh, a two point lead down to two points by uh, the start of the fourth quarter, and it's just you know like a shark with blood in the water. Seth Curry went off. He scored thirty two. He went six for ten from the three point line. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely dialed in and and we talked about him driving the ball he had several layups clay thompson was quiet from outside but he had a couple of really good drive timely drives and, and slamming it down which you know get the crowd all ramped up and into the game and it just was it was a lot of fun to watch it was a fun game if you're a yeah. dallas fan probably not so much but uh obviously <laughs> well, yeah, I, then- i'm rooting for golden state do you think dallas just started missing their threes because they they did attempt 45 threes in this game but they only altogether they made twenty one, and yeah, if I'm correct. I think if I remember correctly, they have fourteen in the first half. So that's that's uh, I don't know what seven. happened with their three pointers right there. Yeah, seven three points in the second half. Uh, I I they stopped <clears throat> shooting them for the most part. You know, mm. Brunson and Bullock and Luca were still shooting them occasionally, but the pace of them slowed down. They had a lot more turnovers in the second half than they did in the first half. Yeah. It just sort of all collapsed. Points in the paint, 30 for Mavs, and then 62 for Golden State. Yeah, that's that's Kayvon Looney having the game of his life. Wiggins driving. Wiggins just really exploited Luka. Every time it, the ball came to him, he was driving on Luka and yeah. either shoot, hit, uh, passing it outside for, for a long-range shot or just taking it to the rim. Yeah, and Luka had 42 points in his game too, so he, he wasn't 
not doing anything. 42 and then five rebounds, eight assists. But uh, uh, Brunson had a great, excellent game. 31.7 rebounds, five assists. But Yeah, yeah Brunson just, and Luca both both put up good numbers. Yeah. As long as you can we stop. We saw that in the... Go ahead. Uh, so we saw that in the Sun series as well, where Luca mm-hmm. had a couple of 40-point games and, and they lost. Yeah. So this time he had a 40-point game and... Brunson had a really good game, and, and you know Bullock had a really good game, and they still lost. It was just a high-scoring game, and ultimately they just couldn't keep up with the Warriors. Yeah, very, very interesting game. Very fun to watch, though, but uh, I'm happy for the Warriors. I'm glad they're beating the Mavs, even though I picked the Mavs because you picked Golden State. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah. fool. I know. But, yeah, it seemed like that they made the adjustments at the beginning of the game. It's, I was like, okay, maybe the Mavs are yeah. a, good, a good team. They're going to adjust and win. But... Then halftime happened, and uh, Steve Kerr was like, you know what? We could beat these guys if we just drive it. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. And, uh, you know, we could beat these guys if we just score more points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Game They're, three. They did it. Yeah, they absolutely. They they really, it was it was a fun comeback to watch. Game three, Golden State leads the series 2-0 to zero in Dallas. Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock on the West Coast. It's going to be on TNT again. What do you expect from game three? Well, it's going to be home and Maverick, so I think they will take that one. Um, it seems it kind of it kind of like takes the air out of Golden State when they don't play at a home. So uh, I don't think they're a very good road team, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if the Mavericks could figure out what what happened this game and get ready for the Golden State Warriors when they start driving it on them again. Yeah, I picked the Mavericks in five. I um, whew, said that backwards. I picked <laughs> the Warriors in five, and I think they lose game three. The Warriors do. It comes 2-1, and then I think Golden State wins wins it the rest of the way. All right. Uh, so I'm, I'm willing to say Dallas will win this game three, but uh, after that, it's it's going to be all Golden State. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to – I am I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, but I did pick Mavs in seven because they had made so, those great adjustments against the Suns. And when you beat the number one team, um, I just – I don't see why they, they can't do it again, you know. Right, and being down two zero, they've proven is is not a, a big of an obstacle as as it was uh, right. for other teams. Well, to be fair, the Suns also like to lose series when they're down <laughs> or when they're up two zero. So that's true. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Phoenix thing. Yeah, but yeah, game absolutely. three coming up Sunday tomorrow Saturday we have game three of the Heat and the Celtics. That series is tied up at one a game apiece. This is moving to Boston. That's going to be eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. 5.30 p.m. on the West Coast. Uh, so still a lot of good basketball ahead. And like we mentioned last time, after every game, we're going to be dropping a new podcast, just a short game recap. Catch it online, your favorite podcast server. And we thank you for tuning in. See you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you.